Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, how's it going? Professor Herb here from YouTube. And Olivia from my house. And we are here to bring you the first episode of Honey, I Bought a Reptile on the Believe Podcast Network. I am really excited about this, and I hope you guys are too. We're going to talk about the fun, casual experiences of owning reptiles, less about the information and more about the fun side. So we're just going to have casual chats about some things we've gone through and some things we think you guys can relate to. And the two topics we're going to talk about today is, Olivia, you say, I, I keep forgetting <laughs> what the topics are. It's and I- uh, convincing your partner, significant other on getting a reptile mm-hmm. and maintaining a good relationship between the person who is tolerating your reptiles and your reptile keeping so that it's not a problem in the future. Okay, so that's what we're talking about today. I swear I know the topics, but we've, like, re-recorded this so many times that when it gets to the topic part, I just get nervous and forget. So, anyway, that's going to basically be how our show goes. But we're going to hop into the first topic right now, talking about convincing someone who might not be totally on board about getting a reptile. See, I did remember Olivia right oh, there. yeah. So, let's get to it. Olivia... Let's start with Max. Max was the beginning. Well, should we go back or should we just start with Max? Like, should we... So, I I can give a little backstory. Okay. I I think basically, um, John wanted a hobby and we've gone through like a couple of different types of hobbies and it got to the point where John wanted to keep tarantulas and I am... I don't think it was that off the bat. No, I'm saying we went through all that other stuff first. I'm kind of just skipping all of that. Okay. But John wanted to keep tarantulas. He tried some bugs out, didn't work out, didn't really like beetle keeping. He thought tarantulas were cool. Yeah, so just because you said beetle keeping, I want to just say that that was like a thing. Like That was was a thing that happened. She didn't get confused with tarantulas and beetles. No, no, that like (laughs) was a thing. Um, Fun fact, I'm so afraid of spiders that I absolutely panicked at the thought of him getting a tarantula just like i can't live with spiders even like i can't sleep if i know a spider's in the room so if we just had a pet spider it would freak me out all the time (laughs) okay so i used to like i I, my parents and i have family who live in puerto rico and as a kid i used to visit puerto rico a lot and there would always be these tiny little lizards that like go around and in my head i was like you know what Lizards are, like, kind of cool, right? And if he likes tarantulas, he's, he's probably going to like lizards. So in my head, I thought, let me let me suggest lizards, because you can get a small one, put it in a cage, it'll be great, then we won't have to get a tarantula. <laughs> so I said, you know what would be a great pet, John? Like, you know what would be a great hobby? Why don't you try out, like, a little lizard? And, you know, little did I know where we, we would be today, but I think when it comes to that, I convinced you to get a reptile, which is... So, and I, I guess that leads... So that leads into Max. Being Max is the first reptile. Yes. And you were totally on board with that. I was saying. totally on board with Max, yes. Everything about that. Yes. Even the bug feeding part. Okay, well, I didn't really realize that the bug <laughs> feeding was, like, an actual thing. See... see my main concern was the tarantula. So whatever I could do. But you settled for like having fifty crickets at okay, a time. But instead. the thing was, I didn't know about that yet. 
I wasn't, like, aware. And then, like, having a doobie roach colony. Yeah, yeah. I see, like, that That was all later. See, in my <laughs> head, I was like, little lizards are cute, tarantulas are not. Little lizard is greater than tarantula. Like, that was, like, the math going on in my head. <laughs> pretty pretty small thinking. Didn't <laughs> no, really think about I the really, big picture. I really didn't think it through. And that's where some of the problems stemmed, I think. <laughs> if you're really going to convince someone, I think you should do the research and, like, go over that together so that... Okay, well, let's get into that convincing part. So, Max, not really a lot of convincing there. No. That was pretty much her suggestion. Then when did the convincing start for you? So the convincing started when we got the second and third reptile. And all the all ones after that. <laughs> Basically every reptile after Max well, is not a convincing. Everyone. Well, like some have been more difficult than others. Yes. I think I think for me you still have to convince me. I mean, sometimes I'm easily convinced, but <laughs> M- other times, it's, well, we, it's a battle. We talked about this before, me and you, the how Russian tortoise was your suggestion. Yes. Well, I, like I said, like some of them are easily convinced, or sometimes... Yeah, but you convinced me then. Yeah, sometimes, like, I am for it. You know, like, if we were to get a blue tongue skink, like, that's okay. Okay, so I can get a blue tongue skink? when we have the money to do it. And I, I can space. put aside some funds. We'll, th- we'll think about it, but so, that's... like, I can get That's, one. like, no, one no, that... No, so, no, no. Like, let, you just said that. no. Let me rephrase. All right, so guys, like, start letting me know about some blue tongue skink oh breeders. God. That would be really cool for you guys to let like, me know. Like I just think I'll they're cool because them. they're like lizard corgis. Like they're like yeah, okay, so we'll like one. The chunky no, monkey. That's fine. Lizards. I'm down. Da- I'm not like opposed. Okay, but like not right now. Okay, so like tomorrow. No, that's like, not right now. Like in a year or two from now. Okay, so like tomorrow. No. All right. No. So glad we solved that. But back to the convincing. <laughs> Talk about I guess the first convincing, the second and third reptile. Okay, so. My, okay, when I suggested that you get a reptile, I meant, like, one. You know? Like, 20. we have one reptile. Like, we have a dog. Like, times and then 20, we, No, no, no. We have one little lizard, right? And I didn't really know much about, like, lizards. I didn't know how much they would take, how much space they would take. Like, I thought that Max could be just kept in a small cage, but, like, that's obviously not true. No, she needs a castle. Yeah, clearly. Um, well, I didn't know that at the time. And I think when we got our second and third reptile, you found a reptile convention uh, relatively close to where we were living in our apartment. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of exciting. I was excited to go because I've never been to one before. And I think it was a really good bonding experience for us. And I think that was something, like, if you want to convince someone to, like, get a reptile who's never interacted with a reptile, doesn't know anything about a reptile, I think going to a convention like that is helpful because you get to see all the different types of reptiles. Um, you know, there's, like, reptiles that you don't really even... you I don't even know about. I didn't... You, you saw them and you still don't know about yeah, them. Yeah, I don't even know what they are. Like Even though you saw them. Yeah. And you do know about them. Oh, you yeah. Don't know about I don't them. know about them. You okay. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, it's, like, cool because sometimes, like, certain, like, conventions have, like, other exotic animals, so it's not always all reptiles. Mm-hmm. or And, like, they have, like, really cool reptiles and they have, I mean, they have snakes and stuff. And, like, I think snakes are cool. I just, like, don't want to touch them. So we could get a snake no, as no. well as I think, like, skin? they're cool, like, when you look at them at the zoo and they're behind glass. I don't mm-hmm. think... I cool. can put one behind glass. No, here. no, I don't think they're cool. When a they, lot like, of my viewers, a lot of my viewers want me to get a snake. So okay, well, I'm sorry, all of the viewers, but that's like not gonna happen. 
today, but like tomorrow. Ever. No. Along with the blue uh, phone skin. No, no, no. Okay. Your mom is so afraid of snakes, <laughs> and I love your mom, and she will never see us ever again. <laughs> All right. So back to the convincing. You talked about reptile expos. Yes. And how they're good. Um, I believe you previously mentioned in past conversations about just preparedness and being being more convincing if you're, you're in the loop with the preparedness. Yes. So I think that when we got Max, right, you did extensive research. You researched like what type of reptile you wanted because you were looking at a reptile that you can kind of like hold and handle a little bit, um, little bit more. And we you researched reptiles that are like easier to take care for, reptiles that are for beginners. Like, relatively, you know, you did your research on YouTube, you looked at forums, you joined, like, a bunch of stuff, and you did your research. So, you, you knew what we needed, you knew what we were going to get, and in turn, like, that was something that we were prepared for. You know, I it wasn't stressful for me because we knew exactly what we were going to do that day. We went to the pet store, we looked at the bearded dragons, we knew exactly what species we were going to get, what we needed to get, and we had set aside a budget for that as well. Mm-hmm. And so, that was, like... That was a very not stressful day because we got there, we went, got them all our stuff, everything was planned, and we came home. Mm-hmm. And I think with our second and third reptile, it was completely different. And even though I wasn't taking care of the reptiles, it caused me a lot of stress and a lot of grief because we weren't prepared and because like I didn't really even know about one of the reptiles. So basically, okay. we went to an expo and... We kind of went there, like, maybe thinking about getting another reptile. You were kind of thinking about maybe getting, like, a chameleon, but you weren't really sure. We are kind of just going to, like, kind of experience it and, like, have fun together. Mm -hmm. It was, like, more of, like, a date kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it was. I mean, I I wanted the reptiles. Oh, okay. I'm I'm obviously just not important, um, (laughs) so it's fine. Anyways, um, when we got there, you found these Aki monitors, and I had no, I honestly had no idea what the hell those were at the time. They were just, I had no idea what they were. And I remember, I remember looking at them, I remember seeing them, and there was two females, like, in a cage, and they were, like, beating each other. They were unsexed. They were two oh, okay. There were two adults, and they were just, like, beating each other up. And I kept asking you if that's normal, and you were like, yeah, that's, like, totally fine. And I was like, okay, well, they look angry at each other, but... I don't remember any okay, of this. Okay, I remember it because I remember t- asking you about it. I remember seeing it. some cute baby Aki monitors <laughs> for sale and being like, you want to come home with me? And then Asus <laughs> nodded, so and then so did Dylan. We stayed at that booth for a while, and you talked to that guy for a while, and I clearly didn't pay any attention when I really should have paid attention. Okay, because... I just want to like clarify for you guys listening right now. I turned around multiple times and asked her, can I get them? Can I get them? And it's not First my all, fault not if them. she said yes. Not them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay? He's lying to you, viewers. He's literally <laughs> lying to you. He did a no-no at this convention. He did a big no-no at this convention. I don't know how he did it, but he did a no-no. Anyways, uh, he convinced <laughs> me <laughs> He convinced me to get this baby monitor. okay? It was like an inch and a half, okay? It was like a very tiny no, little thing. Than that, it, was it was so tiny. small, and I was really against it. I was like, oh my god, like, we don't have a cage for it. Like, you don't even know anything about it. Like, we're just here, and you think it's cool, and you just like want to bring it home and you're like no 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 like the guy is going to tell me everything I need everything I need is right here we could just go get it and I was like okay so so disclosure real quick I was very much impulse buying John at that (laughs) that moment 
I was not how I am now yes. with getting reptiles. If you're going to convince someone, don't be an impulse buyer because it's stressful for both parties, especially if you live together. I don't think I'll ever buy another reptile at an expo because that just is always an impulse buy. I think that's like the worst but time to that, buy a reptile. I think that's a common mistake a lot of people who first get into reptiles do and even experienced people, but that was a different job back then. Just want to clarify yeah. that, but let's move on. So I agreed for one of these Aki monitors. One. I want to clarify that I agreed to one Aki monitor, right? So we go around, there was like in the middle of this expo, I guess there was just like this reptile like store where they have like, um, it was just a breeder. No, no, I'm just, I'm talking about like when we got all the stuff, like we uh, had to okay. get all like the lamps and the lighting and whatever. And we literally got it by looking at a guide on Google and like just bought the things that the guide told us to get. So we brought all that home and everything was fine. We put it in there, John did the thing, and it was okay. It was okay. Until like two days later, I went to work, right? <laughs> and I worked in the city and it was like a two hour train commute. And my lovely, lovely John was like, you know what? I'm going to take you to work today. And in my mind, <laughs> like bells rang. I was like, wow, you know what? That's so beautiful. Like he really loves me. He really wants, he wants me to like not suffer. He wants to drive into the city. It's like terrible in the city. And I think our friend was staying with us too. And so we go there, right? And he doesn't say anything to me. We're just going to my job. And then like maybe like 15 minutes before I get to my job, he says, Olivia, I don't know what I'm gonna do because this guy has a reptile in a bag and I have to like pick it up. <laughs> it was in a bag. It was in a bag, first of all. It was like in a like a I don't burlap know if it was sack. In a bag. It was like in a sack. And he was like, I don't know what to do. He's already there. We're not gonna be there for fifteen minutes. Like he's in Times Square and I was like, What? What are you talking about? He was like, Okay, don't be mad at me. But I got a second reptile. And I was like, what do you mean you got a second one? He was like, yeah, you can, like, put them together. It's going to be great. It's fine. It's like the guy did it for me. Like, I don't know what to do. So, first of all, I'm furious. But obviously this poor reptile is in a bag and he needs to be, you know. So I told him to go to my job and just tell my manager to just hold it until I get there. So I had to call my job and be like, hey, this guy's going to come in with, like, a lizard in a bag. This is Times Square, by the way. Yes, in Times Square. (laughs) I was like, this dude's going to come in. He's going to have a lizard in a bag. I just need you to bring it to the back. (laughs) And he's like, my manager goes, what? Listen, I'm a very good employee, and so my managers are very nice, and we're very good friends, so this is, like, not an awkward thing. But he literally was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, just... Do it. It's fine. It's not a dangerous reptile. It's a baby. It's not going to hurt you. First of all, I just want to, real quick, just say that all the employees there saw the reptile and thought it was awesome and really cute. So What's hilarious is that in Times Square, I had like 15 to 20 employees working that day. So there was like 20 people in the back just trying to peek in to look at this (laughs) lizard. And so John has to drop me off in the middle of Times Square. I have to get out of the car, go into my job, get this lizard I didn't even know we bought, and then give it to John. (laughs) And then the whole time at work, I'm just pissed. I'm just really angry. Like the whole shift, eight hours of anger and then i get home and you're just like he 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 i'm so cute with my other reptile and so do not do not if you really want to convince your significant other get a reptile and then not tell your significant other and i just want to clarify again because i feel like this is a really one-sided story from one perspective no it's not that i still have that second reptile and it worked 
Ultimately. Okay, okay. But I am a very beautiful, loving person and forgiving, <laughs> and not many women are as forgiving as I am. And it was very angry. I Could you imagine life angry. without both Aces and Dell? No, but it's di- it's exactly. different because you lied to me. You should never <laughs> lie to your significant other. Okay. okay. So to c- recap. We have, what, preparedness, sharing the preparedness and preparing and convincing your significant other, whoever you're trying to convince that you're prepared for this, you're ready, all the stuff is in place and they know all the stuff is in place, you kind of detail that out. Then reptile expos, going to one of those, showing reptiles. I guess that's just the experience of being around reptiles and kind of the hobby and that it's like kind of a cool thing. Yeah. And then um, I guess the last... Big one, I would say, is just finance. Like, who's yes. financing it, and the I, cost. And I think that, like, setting an expectation add to, like, the longevity of this reptile's life and also the amount of space it's going to take. I think that's also really important because this is not one of those things where you have, like, this pet for, like, three or four years. It's not like a mini well, some goldfish. some of them, but not all of them. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the times when you buy these reptiles, like Max, we bought when we bought her, what the cage that we had her in was not big enough for her adult size. And that was something I was not aware of mm-hmm. at, the, at the beginning. And had I known that, had I known that the Ackies, when we originally had put the two of them in the smaller cage, and then you built this like giant enclosure in her tiny little apartment, <laughs> like that was something that I probably should have known beforehand and that's also something that i'm okay. also so, not too keen on all these sound like mistakes i've made so how would you rephrase this i guess in a way that if you're you know someone else in this position where we are at where they want a reptile and they're convincing their significant other or their mom or family member whatever that they're living with that a reptile is a good idea how would you rephrase those four or five points you made into sort of an attack plan on getting a reptile and making that person uncomfortable. Well, I think that a lot of people, and I'm just going to use like an example, like my family and like your family, a lot of people don't really understand reptiles, right? And they feel that reptiles like can be dangerous, you know, they, a lot of people associate it with like salmonella poisoning and that kind of stuff, or people don't really understand reptiles. And when they think about reptiles, they immediately think snakes, right? And a lot of people fear snakes. So when you talk about like getting a reptile, like some people may automatically turn on like that kind of fear. And I think that the expo is a great way to kind of introduce reptiles to someone who doesn't really understand reptiles. So step one, step one, reptile expo. Yes. And if you can't, or even a reptile shop. Yeah. If you can't go to reptile expo, reptile shops and not Petco or PetSmart or not anything like that, because if you go to like a, like a, mom and pop kind of reptile store the the employees there like have like this amazing love for these reptiles and they will tell you everything that know about them they'll tell you about everything and you can get, get that passion from like that one person and I think that will give you some type of comfort because I remember that when we went to go get Max the person that helped us was very into reptiles you know they gave us all the information that we needed you know and also Pep Smart and Petco other than their subpar care they're more about money grabbing where yes. you know a, a more a person who's running who's an enthusiast like an actual exotic shop that's focused on exotics they're gonna be trying to give you the best possible setup even if they could upsell you something so yeah that's another thing too just wanted so to add i think that if you're gonna start 
with the convincing, you gotta like somehow bring them into that reptile world. You know, maybe okay. maybe so, show them a couple YouTube videos, take them to see reptiles, maybe get them to hold one. So then let's talk about, I guess, like preparedness and what finances. How would you use that in a convincing way? So I think that like, if especially if your finances are tied with your significant other or your partner and you live together, you need to have that conversation because reptiles are a continuing expense. They're obviously an expense that is a little bit larger in the beginning. You know, it's it takes a lot of money to set it up in the beginning. Would, would you say it's important to overestimate the, the, the amount of money it would take to care for this reptile than underestimate? Yes. You don't think that would scare them? I think that you should give, like, a general range, and I think you should give, like, a maximum, because just for example, when we got our Aki monitors, right, and we had to build the other enclosure, you did a DIY build, and you explained to me that a DIY build is a lot cheaper, right? Mm -hmm. And it ended up being two times the cost because you messed up the first time. No, and I, I mean, it was still cheaper than a PVC. It was still cheaper, but, but I messed up. Like, for me, instead of it being, like, I'm just, these are not the actual numbers, I'm just saying numbers. Like, instead of it being, like, 500, it was, like, 800 because you made mistakes. So I think that, like, if you gave, like, that kind of leeway room and if you came at 800 and we spent only, like, 700, I'd be like, okay. Like, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay. And I, you have to be prepared. Reptiles, like, can be a hefty expense, especially depending on the type of reptile you have. So if you are in a financial burden or a financial place where, like, this is kind of like a stretch for you, like, I really think you should really take that in consideration before getting a reptile. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the things about reptiles, and this is something that, like, your significant other or something might bring up, but, like, this is a life that you are taking care of. Like, I know it's cool, it's exciting, but it's still a life, and you still want to make sure that this living thing is taken care for. And so that finance part is, like, really, really important. Yeah, and so I, I guess work that talks a little bit into preparedness in terms of, I, obviously, I would hope most people, even if they don't like reptiles exactly, they care about living things and I feel like someone might not be as comfortable with someone, like, if I got a reptile and I put it in proper conditions, no. you probably wouldn't be too happy about that or no. feel as comfortable. Especially because I love animals, and, mm -hmm. like, that would make me really sad. And I don't, I would never want to have, like, an animal in our care that was doing poorly. Yeah, so I guess that works into preparedness and stuff. Yeah, so I think that finance part is important. I think preparing in terms of... Like, talking about how much space is going to be needed, you know, talking about how big the enclosure is going to be, where you're going to put it in your home, you know, especially if you have kids, like, you know, if if your significant other is, a, is worried about your children, like, getting into the reptile or, you know, that being a danger, like, thinking about those ahead of time being like, I'm going to get a lock for this, it's going to have a lock, we're going to put it here, it's going to be separate from our living space, like, you have to think about those things because... There's going to be a point where your your partner or your significant other may never bond with that reptile, may never like that reptile, may, may never be as enthusiastic about reptiles, but you have to make sure that they're comfortable living in the same space as that as that reptile. You know, they you mm -hmm. have to you have to make sure that they're comfortable like having that reptile in their home, you know, you're taking care of that reptile, you're taking the time to take care of the reptile. Okay, so well that will work into our next topic, yeah. I guess of maintaining a relationship. Before we do the, though, guys, I just want to remind you guys that we're going to be posting these podcasts weekly 
every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in case you guys are going in for a morning commute. Today, you're getting this probably if you're getting this on the same day we release it, it is on a Wednesday. Just a little delayed this week, but normally we're going to be posting it on Tuesdays at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But let's get into our second topic about now, you know, we have a reptile or two. We did that convincing. We got the significant other, the parent, whatever, on board. And now we have this reptile and we want to maintain at least, you know, a reasonable, respectful relationship with the significant other, the parent, whatever, and the reptile to where they don't go from being on board to hating it. And then obviously the reptile, you know, you don't want to rehome it or anything. That should be a last resort. So how do we go about maintaining it? or keeping people happy who aren't exactly reptile enthusiasts but have to live in that same space. And the first thing Olivia hinted at was just how to how to live in that space with the reptile. Yes. I think it's important to remind, just important to think about, like, it's different when you have a hobby, like playing video games, it's like something in your office. Reptiles take a lot of space, and these enclosures are, can be quite large. I mean, sometimes if you have a gecko, it might be a smaller enclosure. But you need to think about, like, the type of space that you're going to be putting in. You have to remember that it's not just your space. It's also your partner's space, especially if you guys live together. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, one of the problems that I had initially was we had a very small apartment that we lived in initially, and we had three reptiles at that apartment. So we had Maxine Pegasus, who was homed in our bedroom. We had her kept in our bedroom. Mm -hmm. And then we had the two Aki monitors, which were in our living room. Now, the bedroom thing was fine because the um, the enclosure was quite small and it just kind of sat on a desk. It really wasn't a big deal. But the Aki monitor enclosure was very, very large, and it took up a lot of space in our living room. And I have to say that it it almost felt like the space really wasn't mine anymore, and our apartment gave me, like, I don't know, I, it wasn't one of those things where I like to come home and it felt like a home to me. You know, there was these reptiles all over the place, like, it just, I, I only felt like I had my small space was this tiny little, like, office space on the corner, and John wanted to get a fourth reptile, and so I just, like, felt like the reptiles were invading my life. Mm -hmm. And I think when we move into our new home and we put them in a reptile room, I think that gave me a sense of peace in mind because you had a space for them that wasn't intruding on our living space and it didn't make me feel like I didn't have a space. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. Like, you need to really think about it. Like, I know if you really want a reptile and it's a really big enclosure, I mean, we have a reptile in our living room. And one of the things that we discuss is that you got a PVC enclosure, which is like a nice, sleek, black enclosure. So it's really really not an eyesore in our living room and it's even become kind of one of those things where people like to look in to see our tegu because it is a beautiful reptile you know I wasn't really excited about getting it initially um, because of I knew how big it was going to get but it turned out to be a good thing and we incorporated that into our living space but we, but we made it work Mm -hmm. And I think that if we added any more reptiles, I think that would be invading in my living space. So you need to speak to your partner about what they're comfortable with in terms of where you can put these reptiles. And you need to take into consideration the care that goes into them. So if you have your reptile kind of chilling in your office, you're going to have to bring crickets into the office. You're going to have to bring cleaning supplies into the office. You know, you're going to have to be cleaning poop in your office. So although your cage might be small, the care, you still have to take care of the animals and you have to like go around. So mm -hmm. what works for us is our reptile room is close to the kitchen. John does not have to go throughout the house with bugs and like 
feeders. So that worked. And I think that's really important when you consider like living, putting reptiles in a living space. So you have to find a system that works for you. If you're lucky and your significant other falls in love with your reptiles and it's not a problem to them because adding like reptiles to their living space enhances like, you know, their happiness. That's great. But for some people like me, I prefer them to not be in my living space. Mm -hmm. So I guess funny story about how the Aki monitor enclosure was set up. What I basically did was, so I, you know, I, I didn't do it great off the bat, but I eventually had to put them in that wooden enclosure. Actually, one of the wooden enclosures I have that you guys see in my videos is from that apartment. And we were on the third floor with a bunch of substrate in there. That thing weighed probably like a thousand pounds. And there was one time I remember where we, I had to get, obviously, I don't think reptiles were allowed in that apartment. And I didn't really look into that too much at the time or think about it. I didn't, I don't know, that just never took hold in my mind. But basically, I, I read into it when it came up in conversation and we weren't allowed to have it there. And so I had a, a light go out and we had to get someone up to repair it who was from, you know, the employee of the apartment building. And I threw like a towel over it and he came in and immediately noticed it. And it, it was pretty awkward, but he thought it was full of water, so at least it wasn't that. But I, I do think that that, that was probably wasn't the best idea to go ahead and put put something that big, that heavy, on the third floor of an apartment building or an apartment in general. So I, I, I wouldn't rush it, I guess, is how I kind of think about it. I would go about it in a way where it makes sense, it's not invasive, it's not bulky, it's just, it's workable for both parties, and I think you shouldn't try to just make it work for yourself, you should try to make it work for both of you, because, you know, I, I think we've, me and Olivia worked this out over time, but when it was kind of, when this was more of a problem, it, I really kind of took this perspective of, I was totally fine with this, and Olivia kind of wanted it certain ways, so her living wasn't impacted. Yeah, and I think it took a while for John to realize why I felt that way. And I, I think one of our problems was, like, the communication, where I don't actually hate the reptiles, and I don't have a problem with you loving reptiles, and I support mm, your hobby, mm, but... <laughs> some days, I don't know. But I think that, like the way it affects me negatively, like, is a problem. So we had to, like, find ways where, like, that wouldn't be an issue. And I think another big thing for, like, this longevity, keeping, like, that good relationship is I am really afraid of bugs, but sometimes I have to take care of the reptiles because John has to go somewhere, you know, um, recently, um, John had to Provides go- Provides a lot of good content when she has to do this. <laughs> but, um, sometimes, like, sometimes John might have to do something for school or some, you know, a business thing, and sometimes, like, he's just not going to be here. There are times where he's had to leave for, like, a couple of days or maybe a weekend, and I have to take care of the reptiles. And so that's really stressful for me, um, because I really hate bugs. So I think that this is going to happen in your life at some point. And I think if you slowly try to introduce your significant other to like the care and like how you care for them, it will be less stressful when that happens. 
Or, you know, you think about possibly getting a pet sitter, exotic pet sitter, when that happens. I mm-hmm. mean, we've done that when we've gone away. We have someone that I, comes. I do suggest, though, letting your significant other who's afraid of bugs do it, though, because you just get a nice, probably plethora of good video clips of screaming, <laughs> and it's just really, really funny, especially if just a cricket you know, comes no, out of nowhere. No, no, Those are the best clips. No. Hopefully I got. you have someone. There's going to one day be a video I do where it's just outtakes of Olivia screaming at books. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm good. That's good. So, but yeah, I, I guess that's, so sum it up. What would you say maintaining wise? Maintaining wise? Good communication with your significant other. You know, you got to talk about them. You got you got to talk to them about living space, where the reptiles are going to go. If you're going to get more reptiles, you need they need to be included in this in this conversation because even though it's your hobby and you take care of the reptiles and they're your thing, like your partner is a part of that because you are living in the same space, right? Mm-hmm. So and it's their finances too. Like this is something that you have to talk to them about. And if you don't, it's going to create problems. So Ultimately, it's compensation. I feel like, I feel like any partner or any any reasonable person should be open to you getting a reptile as a pet, as long as like the means are there, you you can support it financially. There's a space. I yes. feel like the conversation should always at least exist, and then you discuss it. But it shouldn't always be one way or the other. Yes. It should be like, okay, under this condition or as long as it's here. And There's a lot of compromise when it yeah. comes to that. And so, like, I think that works well because you get the reptile and the other person gets peace of mind. So yes. it's probably the fairest way in my mind to go about it where you compensate. And I think of, like, all decisions, that's where it should come down to. But it's, I guess there's also some maybe possible misunderstandings too that someone who's not into reptiles might not understand why this much space might be needed and that could be a point of miscommunication uh but i think ultimately things could be solved out if you guys can just have a conversation yeah and i think that if you have a significant other or you know a partner who is like has this crazy phobia of like snakes or something Please understand that, like, some people can't control that, and, I mean, some people get over it, but if if you have a significant other that is, like, so deathly afraid of snakes, like, maybe possibly reconsider getting a snake and maybe start out with a lizard, or start out with, like, a skink, or Or start out. No, not five snakes. Oh. Because I think... Like, for me, I'm not really afraid of, like, reptiles, but I'm really, really afraid of bugs, and... It is so hard for me to, like, deal with bugs. It, I cry. Like, I, I, I cry. Tears come out. Sometimes I can be You're overdramatic. So mean, but what? No, Fred mm-hmm. is terrifying. No. We have this stink bug in our bedroom named Fred, and John refuses to get rid of him. Yeah, and he just, like, comes around and ruins my whole night. We hang it's out awful. at night and tell stories no. under the blanket. <laughs> And you just try to ruin our friendship, and that's why you don't like them. But I think that, like, if you really want a snake, or you really like reptiles, and your significant other is, like, super afraid of snake, like, just kind of be a little bit nice towards that. Maybe get a, a, a lizard instead. I just, like, that fear, like, that, like, unnatural fear, you can't really do anything about it. Like, I, I cannot touch a bug without, like, wanting to throw up. So, 
that's something that someone can't really control, and even if you, like, try to introduce them, try to get them not afraid, like, that's something that a lot of people don't get over, so I, you need to really take that into consideration, too, because you don't want their entire, like, morning, day, and night to be in fear, because there's a snake living in their house, and they can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, I mean, it, other than what we kind of discussed, is there anything else you can you could think of for maintaining, or just around the topic in general? And this could include both topics. Honestly, in, like, summary, really, just communicate with your partner. Make them a part of this decision. Well, not not just partner, whoever it is. Yeah, whoever it is. Your, your parent, even. You know, especially, I know, like, I guess, like, a big thing with parents is the responsibility, right? Especially when you are taking care of a life, I think that's a lot of a parent's concern, is are you going to be responsible? That's something that you need to take into consideration. You need to be responsible. If you're a young adult, a teenager, a kid, and you live with someone, and they're worried that you're not going to be responsible, like... Make a PowerPoint. You could make a PowerPoint, or even just showing them all the research you've done, like, really introducing them that way, like, talking about it that way, I think, like, they'll see, like, how much work you've already put in, like, you know, in that that preparedness. You just take my approach and just buy the reptile. No, no, don't just buy the reptile. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's work. It's It's foolproof. I don't... Just because it worked for us doesn't mean it's going to work for <laughs> everybody, and you don't want to put a poor reptile in harm's way because of that. All right. Way to go at, make this funny exactly. joke about Yeah, yeah. Don't do poopy. that to the poor little reptile, okay? <laughs> and don't get, like, a crocodile or alligator as your first one, okay? Don't, like, freak yeah, out your partner. Yeah, make that your second. No. <laughs> don't make that your second. <laughs> or don't get a venomous one either. Okay. I mean, are you think? Do you want to get a venomous one? Is no, that I saying? don't ever want to have a venomous reptile anything in our house ever. <laughs> we have a very cute child. Okay, but crocodile alligator school. No. All right. No. So you heard it. Crocodile alligator school. Blue tongue skink and snake coming tomorrow. Okay, blue tongue corgi <laughs> freaking lizard is cute and I like it and we can have it, but tomorrow. not now, not tomorrow. Yeah, not now. Tomorrow. No, okay. No, no. So you guys heard it here. We're getting a blue tongue skink. Um, otherwise, though, I think we will wrap it up at this point. I, I mean, unless there's anything additional you have to nope. say. That is, that is all I said in my mm-hmm. piece. Olivia went on a good little rant there at the end. Oh, I, yeah. I was just sitting here letting her just stare me I'm just going to apologize down. ahead of time. Um, I talk a lot. And, like, I don't shut up. So, if I ramble, like, John, feel free to just be like, all right. Yeah, at least you're not on the other end of her breath. <laughs> You're so mean. Alright, guys. I hope you enjoyed this first episode of Honey, I Bought a Reptile. We're looking to talk more about our stories and experiences with reptiles as a reptile enthusiast and someone who just lives with reptiles and is more casually minded about them. And I hope some of these stories connect with you and some funny stories you might have gone through with your reptiles and people around your reptiles. Feel free to share that with us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, like it's not, you know, I can do it on Instagram. You can find that on my YouTube page. Just search up Professor Herp and you will find my social medias as well. I unfortunately, when I created my social medias, did not all make them the same name. So I don't remember which one's which, or I would say them right (laughs) now. But yes, go ahead. I'll, I'll be posting a little note that. It's live on social media and stuff. You guys can comment about the episode there if you're into it. And I don't know. I don't know if podcast platforms have places to comment, but that would be interesting. I know you can leave a review. Also, leave a review. I love how we have no idea. We have no idea what it's about. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, guys. I appreciate you guys listening. I hope you enjoy us. Again, give me feedback. We're going to be doing more of these once a week, every Tuesday, 5 a.m. I'm looking forward to the next episode. And feel free to follow us, subscribe, whatever there is on your podcast network. Because, again, we don't know what there is. <laughs> <laughs> so let us know Just so we can say it correctly. Just press the button that you yeah. know, gives you notifications. Get the download. That, yeah. that was a funny thing. So, like, we when I was talking about setting it up, before we end, I know this is totally <laughs> random. Before we, when, when I was setting up, you know, this contract with the Believe Podcast Network and such, it, a lot of the key term about listening was downloads. And I was like... Who downloads anything anymore? Like, <laughs> and apparently downloads is the same thing as like streaming and stuff, which is like obviously what you do on Spotify and everything. Yeah. And I was like, nobody's ever going to download this. That's My stats are going to be terrible. I'm like, I, I would never download something just because I'm afraid I'm going to download like malware. Like, you know? <laughs> you saying the podcast is malware? No, we're not a virus, I promise. <laughs> I mean, are we? Mm. No, we're not. We're not. When you said that. <laughs> All right, guys, we're just getting way off topic and not talking about reptiles. Just follow us, okay? I appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope this was a good conversation. And make sure to follow us, like Olivia said. Thanks again, guys, and thank you to Believe Podcast Network for making this all possible, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.